Alright, ready? Ready. Okay. Hola, como estas? Welcome to another episode. On today's episode, we have an amazing tequila with lots of rich history and we have an amazing special guest. She is a model turned DJ. She is one of the most talented people in the world. I'm going to get straight into it. Alice, g'day, how are you? Hello. Welcome. <laughs> how are you? Thank you for having me. I'm good. Amazing. <laughs> nice. Uh, so what's your, what's your viewpoint on tequila? Do you, do you love it? I love it sometimes. <laughs> because w when I really want to party, sometimes I drink it. But it's too hard for me for the like every weekend. Yeah. I don't really uh, drink it. But let's see, maybe today something changes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have a good experience with this tequila. So mm -hmm. what we have today is we have Kidigo. Uh, it's their Rosa selection. Um, what this is uh, for you, for those people who aren't um, understanding why certain bottles have different colors. Usually when you see the clear bottle, that's called a silver or a blanco, mm -hmm. it means that they pretty much distill it and then they pull it out and bottle it. Mm -hmm. uh, what they've done here is they've put these into French um, Napa Valley uh, oak barrels for one month. So usually, you know when you see the darker colored tequilas, mm -hmm. it's because they've been put into these oak barrels for a longer period of time uh, okay. and you get more different flavor out of it. And they've uh, just done this for uh, one month. And so now we're going to taste. It's called Rosa because it has this floral taste to it. Mm -hmm. So we're going to kick it off here. We're going to just start off with a neat. There's a little bit in there. Cheers. Cheers. And I want you to um, just take a smell and see if you smell any, any type of flavor. Mm. Yes, maybe I, I feel some flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And yeah. then let's let's have a taste. Oh, that's really smooth. Mm, it's very soft. What is it? It's soft. Soft. Yeah, soft, smooth. I like it. So the aromas that are coming out, um, like a flower mm -hmm. and citrus, and then when you taste it, they they're coming up like that nice softness. Yeah, the the flower. They got some pepper, citrus, a bit of vanilla. Vanilla, exactly. Yeah. I was thinking, what is it? It's vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> And that's, I've noticed that usually what happens when tequilas are rested in French oak barrels, mm -hmm. um, they come from like a Cabernet style. So there's always this nicer vanilla style to it. That's good. Mm -hmm. um, now, an interesting thing about this bottle, I've said this before in a past episode, we used a previous one. Uh, do you notice what's the, the sign on the Cadigo bottle? What does it look like? This one you mean? Yeah. Mm, looks like Sweden flag. <laughs> I don't know, some things. <laughs> Sweden, Sweden in, in Mexico. In Mexico. <laughs> okay. Yes, I see Mexico. Well, it's it, very nice. I like the design. It's, yeah, it's cool. The, the glass is super interesting. There is a, like bubbles. Yeah. And the color of the tequila. I like it very much. <laughs> <laughs> So what, what it is, it's a, um, it's a crest. Mm -hmm. So in Mexico, there's a place called Jalisco. Mm -hmm. uh, in 1530, so this is called Cadigo 1530. Mm -hmm. uh, 1530 was a special time in Mexico. So the Spanish, they invaded Mexico, went through a bu bunch of colonial wars. Mm -hmm. uh, and in 1530 was basically one of the ending of one of the colonial um, wars. And at that 1530 point was a time when um, Jalisco was giving, giving itself an actual city. 
uh, and it was recognized. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, they gave it a coat of arms uh, called the Jericho, I think it is. I think I got that wrong. But it stands on the top of the hill in Jericho mm -hmm. as a monument. Um, and Cadigo. So the thing with tequila, all the really good brands uh, have taken a lot of the soul that's come from the history of Mexico and they really implement it into the, all their recipes. On top of that, Cadigo is very famous for not letting their recipe out to the public or the world at mm. all. They kept it private okay. forever um, and it's only in the last recent years that they've actually come out and, and taken it to market. So there's a lot of rich history, um, yeah. history in, this, in this tequila. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take a shot and now I'm going to show you a way and I haven't shown this on the show yet. Uh, there's a certain way that you take a tequila shot so that it, you can actually um, get the flavors a lot more cheers. So what you're going to do is, the problem is even though we smelt the aroma before, right? Yeah. It's very strong. And so when you have nice tequila, you can kind of get away with the strong aroma. But most tequilas do not have a good aroma. Mm -hmm. So to get the flavor more onto your tongue and your palate, what we're going to do is we're going to take a deep breath, right? And then we're going to take a shot with the breath, with, a, um, with our breath in, and then, and then you breathe out, okay? Okay, so uh, when I'm drinking, I do it in and then yep. out. So we're going to take a deep breath, mm -hmm. shot, and then breathe and then out. And out. Ah, yep. Okay, yeah, I get okay. it. Let's go. All right, let's go. Cheers. Uh, Did you breathe out? <laughs> yes, I breathed out. <laughs> Was that an easier way of taking that tequila? Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. Yeah, like the oranges also. <laughs> yeah, I mean the oranges are perfect because... Where do you find it in Bali? <laughs> <laughs> All the good places and I, I, I sound like a broken record. So many of the people who do not understand tequila, which is most of the bars around the world, give you a shitty lemon mm -hmm. to have after, and it's disgusting. Whereas if you have an orange, there's a lot of citrus that comes out of these oak barrels, mm -hmm. and so when you have the orange, it just matches yeah. and helps the taste um, just be a lot better. And this is the reason why we, we also have the tequila and orange juice, so because orange juice and tequila is just much easier to be able to take down but you still get the flavors out of tequila so while I'm pouring this what would you rate this tequila out of 10 so far mm, eight eight <laughs> 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 drink more. It's, no it's really nice tequila if if I have like an options to choose I choose this one uh -huh. for sure <laughs> Well, you're bang on. I mean, eight's a very good, a very good um, rating for this tequila for sure. Mm -hmm. We'll see what happens at the end. See if that eight goes <laughs> <Ten>. up. <laughs> Eleven. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, so now that we talked about the story of this tequila, let's talk about the story about Alice. So, <laughs> where where are you from, Alice? You've been in Bali for quite a while, but give us the backstory how you got to Bali. So I was born in Moscow in Russia, and I lived there till my twenty. Then I decided to move. It was, it, I was super young, but I feel it. I need to go somewhere because I, I don't really like to stay in Moscow. And uh, my friends invited me to Bali. It was first time when I was 18. So we came here and I understand this is my place. It's, 
like home of my soul. I want to live here. But at that time I was too young for it, so I came back and then at my 20 already I moved to here. Um, yes, and not one day in my life I never regret this decision. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you now? I'm now 25. 25. Yeah. So we we would have met at that day. We met at Tropicola back in those years ago, like six it years was, ago, right? Yeah. No, it was like four years ago, I think. Four. I think it it's... was. It was the first year I I moved to Bali. Ah, that's I right. Yeah, I've been here yeah. a couple of years before that. Yeah. So yeah. And then so you came here and you, were you modeling in Moscow as well? No, this interesting story. In Moscow, uh, my parents was. Um, not agree with me because I wanted to go to model school, model agency, but they were too, you're too young, you need to go to school. But I'm, I'm agree with them also, I was too young. But it always was uh, my dream. And uh, when I arrived to Bali, uh, I signed the contract with Bali Stars. They just found me in Instagram. So before the Bali, I have Instagram. I did some blogger stuff, but I never was a professional model. And when I came here, like parents already wasn't around and I signed the <laughs> contract with the Bali Stars and I start working almost every day since, <laughs> since we signed it. Yes. What, um, what were you planning to do if you weren't doing modeling? What did your parents want you to do? And go they to want me to do PR and manager stuff. So I, I went to university and I learned everything, but I wasn't interested. I, like, mm -hmm. I already work with some agencies like SMM specialist. But I understand it's not my real purpose. And uh, actually, when I started modeling, also I was so much happy. But I didn't think it like work of my life. Mm -hmm. I will I will find something else. And mm -hmm. then I find music. <laughs> <laughs> so what about modeling? Did you did you like when you started doing it? It was it kind of like you being on camera, or what was it about? Being like yeah, being a model that you love. I think modeling business in Bali it's uh, way different than everywhere because uh, here uh, it's a very chill vibe <clears throat> because they are just book you for uh, some ecom and uh, or just for uh, uh, SMM uh, like Instagram uh, post photos and you arrive to the villa, everything is good. There's sun, they change your clothes and you you're like posing and uh, I, I like it was super super easy and uh, what I, I like that um, a lot of clients was really happy with me because I like to change my role, change my outfits and just be in it <laughs> totally. <laughs> so yeah, I was enjoying all, all the time, all the, every single shooting I was taking. Was it a culture shock? Um, was it a culture shock from living in Russia? Like what was it like growing up in Russia because some people have some perception um, of what Russia could be, but can you tell us exactly what it's like to live in Russia or grow For up? For me, it was uh, like I'm I'm happy because I had amazing parents and they made my childhood as much as they can amazing. But I don't really like first place weather. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cold eight months in a year and uh, it's not really sunny. I'm a I'm daughter of the sun really. I need it because if I don't see sun, I feel a little bit depressed. What's happened with me almost every autumn. I'm like, I don't want to go anywhere. I'm just sitting, reading my book and it was boring. Uh, but what else? I, I like nature in Russia. But uh, I don't like living in city there. I, I, don't, I don't feel it's my lifestyle. 
I mean, I'd, I think a lot of people would think Russia doesn't really have too much nature. So, where, so if you no, it's it, huge. So if you left Moscow, where, where yeah. was some of your favorite places that you would go to in Russia? Half of my childhood, I spent uh, near to Black Sea. It's uh, you know the town called Sochi. It's like in south part. Is Sochi of a really south. small town? Yes, it's small. I, I think I've got a, like, two friends that are from Sochi. Yes, yeah. it's nice, nice. And in the near, we have like you can go Georgia, you can go Abkhazia, like a lot of uh, a lot of interesting places there, and the sea also. So I was living in the sea almost uh, all the, every summer. My parents sent me to my grandmother, so I lived with her there and enjoyed. And uh, what else? We have amazing mountains in Ural, for example. I I've never been in Kamchatka, but I, it's my one of my dream to go there because there are some volcano and it's also amazing, amazing place to go to observe nature how it is. Mm. Yes, I think this is my favorite. <laughs> and I like St. Petersburg. It's it's not about nature. It's more about the architect, uh, but it's very beautiful and I like I like to go there sometimes with my friends. Awesome. <laughs> so there's more than just Moscow city. There's a lot of other things to yes, do, which is good. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, why are Russians so crazy? I don't know. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> no, yeah. I I actually I I also, I don't know why, maybe it's our mindset, but not many people smiling on the street. It's like, it, for me, it's problem because when I arrived there, I wasn't there five years. And this year I came back after five years in Bali. And for me, it was super strange because here you're going everywhere, smiling, everyone talking there. It was like, I don't know, people like a little bit close, but they are not really crazy or angry. They are just like this, they're not they're like the smiling. <laughs> I don't know how to <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of good people anyway. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, you don't see many people smiling in that, yeah. but everyone is actually happy. They're just very reserved. Is I, that... I'm, I'm not sure everyone is happy there now. <laughs> yes, it's, it's really sad there sometimes, but uh, yeah, it depends on the person. Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> okay, so fast forward, you're in Bali. Um, you've been modeling, then you found music. So you've, you've, um, you've been DJing for three years. How did you find uh, music? How did you start DJing? Actually, music was all of my entire life with me. I had uh, photos when I'm like three years old wearing my mother headphones. She, she was also love music. And um, she have uh, like a collection of CD music like with Michael Jackson, with everyone <laughs> there, like Beyonce. And I was listening for this music all my childhood and I imagined myself on the stage and I, I understand that the time I need to somehow be connected with music all my life and so my parents I said I want to I said my grandmother I want to be a singer when I came, when I grow so she put me in a musical school where I was uh, learning for seven years by forte piano and vocal but it was a little bit hard because you know there's a lot of items you need to know and you practice every day and it's a little bit cut my passion to music mm -hmm. to be honest now i'm really grateful i know everything i know the notes i know the music grammar but that time when i finished i just left all of it for two years i didn't touch my my piano didn't touch anything because it was too much and after it 
I don't know why I always was super up to go to the parties, to go to listen some concert or do, uh, to go to see some uh, artist. And I always was around, but never touched the CDJs. And then Bali, I became model, blah, blah, blah. And then three years ago, I got a, a bike accident and uh, the recovery was super hard. And I was uh, had to uh, make a break uh, from my modeling career because the problem was with my face. So I cannot uh, make in photo anymore for some time. And I was a little bit depressed, of course, because all my uh, dreams were about the modeling and acting, like maybe I go actress, I was thinking like this. And um, then my friend, my best friend Diana, she recommended me uh, to go to the studio, like courses. They, we have an electronic music community here in Bali, it's called Dishonor. It's um, guys, there are the couple from Kazakhstan and they opening Midjan Bar here, if you know this club, mm -hmm. Echo Beach. They have their own community studio and making these courses for whatever who want to DJing. So I went there, I learned there for three, four months and everything started. Just, I don't know how it happens, but universe start to bring me the right people, the right situation. And I just start to playing, to practicing almost every day in it. And it's kept going now. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you feel when you're, when you're playing on the decks now? It's always amazing. Even if I'm super tired or I'm sick, if I go to play, I'm totally forget everything. I'm just in the music. I am just feeling so much happiest and that's what really makes me to feel like it's my purpose. I really found it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so are you going to, have you already started getting into trying to produce music? Is yeah, that already no, happening? Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that time I came to mm -hmm. Bali, it was, um, I said myself, it's my time to start producing for like for sure now because when you're playing every day you are not have uh, so much time to produce and uh, a lot of people said me you need to choose or you want to be producer and you want to be a dj because who are really playing dj someone play uh, the right music for them they are not really produced the real producer sits in the studio for a month and just writing so i came here just to start learning it and now i'm in the process for my first track Mm -hmm. Hopefully we'll do we'll finish it soon and show. <laughs> <laughs> so in Bali you've been doing a lot of sets in different places. Yeah. Have you had to learn how to network with people here to be able to get the gigs? Because Bali is a tough market for DJs because everyone has residencies. Yeah, and yeah. It, have you found it hard to be able to network or how have you been able to network to be able to get gigs? Um, for this Thing I learned from the people who I know who already in the industry for a long time and one of them my greatest teacher is my soulmate Jazarima you know him yeah, legend he actually yeah he gave me so much information about how to communicate with the people how to behave everywhere how to do the contacts and yeah I think he is the 80 percent of the information I know is from him <laughs> because he learned me a lot and uh, yeah, and some other people who are in the industry also, I'm trying to get some advices and uh, yeah, collecting it all myself so I can use it. And actually it works. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you want to go? I know you're, you're moving to Dubai yeah. um, this week. 
and then you're going to be there for a minimum three months. Mm -hmm. uh, do you want to go travel around the world uh, or what's your goal for the next couple of years? Yeah, this is exactly my goal. I want to travel and play my music where like like this is this is my goal exactly what you said i saw the instagram of painting you for example and this is my dream life mm -hmm. uh because uh, my second passion my second passion after music is uh traveling and i like i never can stay in one place for a super long time mm -hmm. <laughs> so the collect like uh, connect connect the music and traveling together and at the same time show your your passion to the people and see people as Yes, yeah, so this is the goal, but I'm not. I don't know exactly where I will go after Dubai. I think I will go with the flow. Um, for example, if somebody offer me a gig somewhere, I fly there. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. But somewhere I want to spend in Europe because I never was in Ibiza yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is my my real dream. <laughs> well, I think what so summer is going to be yeah next year in in Europe, right? Yeah, yeah. Which means that time you should be able to get a good brand going so yeah. that you could get like residency over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's exactly what. And Dubai is actually very good for uh, connection and contact from uh, Mykonos or Ibiza because the people who living in Dubai usually for the summer they go to Ibiza because mm -hmm. it's too hot there, like 50, 60 degrees, I don't know. And a lot of people I met last time in Dubai, they already invited me for this summer, but I, I didn't make it because uh, now for the Russian passport, we need to wait too much long time mm -hmm. for the visas. And I uh, just just didn't make it because of the time. But next summer, for sure, I will. What, how hard is it having a Russian passport <laughs> to, to travel? So I, don't, I, don't want, I don't think people understand how hard you guys have it to be able mm -hmm. to travel the world. I know there's what there's 260 countries in the world. Uh, I know as an Australian, we can get into I think it's 100 and 165 without needing a visa. Mm -hmm. But Russia is totally different. Don't you guys? I, I, can't you only get into like, 30 countries in the world yeah, or something? Yeah, no, it's no, it's very like like 30 or something. It's, yeah, this is hard. Yes, this is. Uh, but actually, what? But why I want to go to Dubai? Dubai is one of these places we can go without visa now. Mm -hmm. And if we get the residency there, from there we can do another visa. But, but for now, if I don't have residency, I need to come back to Russia, wait for the two months. And it's, it's a usual process because I hear some, some kind of agency, they're helping uh, to get it faster, but it's very expensive. And nobody can guarantee you, you get it anyway. Mm. I know a lot of my Russian friends who came to Russia this summer to, they, uh, to make their European visa and they just stuck there for two, three months. So yes, this is hard and I, I hope soon it will be more, more easier. I don't know how, but... Is there, really? a <laughs> is there a possibility when you get your residency in Dubai yeah. that that allows you or opens up yeah, more it, doors to be able to travel yeah, it's uh, it allows you to to apply for visa from there okay and uh, it's sometimes it's much more faster than mm. from russia yeah okay yeah at least you always allowed to do it <laughs> <laughs> because from other countries it's not not real so so what is the process for that what's the what do you need to do in dubai for that to happen to to get your residency is it 
okay, you're, you're DJing there, mm -hmm. so you've got consistent um, uh, yeah, work. work. You need to have a, a working invitation from some company. Uh -huh. Like you are okay. really working with them and you have the salary and you have a place to stay and you have everything. Actually, they take your blood. They, uh, they check and if you have some, uh, something wrong inside. If not, they don't give you a, a residency. And uh, it takes like two weeks something but it gives you a lot of uh, good uh, profit benefits like you can rent a, a house for one year ah. for example and get some uh, discount for the hospital and stuff so it's kind of like having a kid ass here mm -hmm. in bali mm -hmm. right uh, something like this yeah having a kid ass here <laughs> makes life so much easier and better so What's um? I mean, to become a DJ, and I mean, and no offense, but you know, people who are models and then turn DJ, mm -hmm. you know, the, the music industry kind of looks at that going, like, why, right? Mm -hmm. But you spent the time, and you've taken the time to learn your craft. How would you? And this doesn't have to apply to someone who is a model. If someone is doing a nine to five, uh, around the world. They're not happy, but they know music is kind of their calling. Same thing. Maybe there's photos of them with mm -hmm. headphones on, you know, <laughs> with their mum's headphones on. What advice would you give to someone to be able to take that leap? Or how would they learn to dive into the music industry? Like if it's DJing or you know, playing an instrument because you've played you know, piano mm -hmm. for seven years. What was your advice for people to get started? Um if you want, if you really want to start it, start it now, start it today, because so much people said me, we don't know why we're starting only when we, we see you started and you are like going super fast and now, we, but it was in, in our dreams for so long. No, if you really have passion, you must try, first of all, uh, to start, uh, to start uh, DJing. But then you will see if you just uh, like don't put on it all of your time, it's probably not yours. Because when I started, every every minute I'm free, I'm listening. Mm -hmm. This is the second advice. Uh, if you really feel and you started already and you continue it and you still have passion, just uh, listen to the um, to the other artists, to the other. Uh, festivals, everything you can get from everywhere. You need to find your own uh, genre, what, which music you enjoy to play more. Uh, it can take uh, like few months maybe because of course you need to have a time to listen everything you, you can find. Then you will find yourself and after it just, just keep going on, on, on this path. <laughs> That's it. Um, so you play a lot of Afro House. Yeah, that. it's my main genre. Is that what you love to do? Yeah. So you, even though you started at EDC, like this community, mm -hmm. but what brought you? Why do you love Afro House? I started with this community and they are mostly playing uh, techno and minimal. And I started from this music because they were my teachers. So I really enjoy it also, but I still understand I need to do something else. So I continue, I continue, continue, and I play a little bit tech house. I still playing tech house sometimes because I like it. But then uh, I understand that when I'm, for example, just driving somewhere or I'm in gym, I don't listen to tech house. I'm listening only Afro house. So I try to, to play Afro and then I understood like I really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So this is my main.
Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, have a, I have a very mixed um, passion of music. Because I, I, like, when I first started DJing, it was mm -hmm. 14, 15 years ago now. Wow. <laughs> but I've never been um, in it, like, I've never taken it seriously. Mm -hmm. I've gone and DJed at clubs and a lot of house parties. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in the position that I just want to really do what's, that's the reason I'm doing this show, because yeah. this is really cool to get inspired by people like yourself, Alice. Um, but I love hip hop. Yeah. But I also love Afro house, and I love house. Uh huh. And so I like I love to mix them all together. Yes, in and one night. <laughs> one night, but no, but like do it, finding a lot of tracks that have mixes of hip hop, um, like acapellas, mm -hmm. like over it. Yeah, exactly. And getting that vibe. Also, yeah. How do? You, what's the difference between music that has vocals and music that does not? How do you see the crowd differ? Um, a lot of people okay, came to me after my set and said, Elisa, we like that you are mixing the vocal and not vocal. Because for the people brain, for people ears, they are remember more vocals uh, tracks usually. Mm -hmm. Somehow it's working. And now you can see a lot of tracks which are like going up so fast. That, I don't know, it's like seven seconds away, for example, or your voice. It's just because you're singing there nothing mm -hmm. nothing like special in the, in their beats or their everything but oh my god it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you gotta go jack <laughs> like, so i like i like to mix it all because mm -hmm. for me also if i came to the party and there's no one tracks with vocal i'm a little bit worried Yes, it feels like, like everyone is yes. just like K'd out of their minds and that's the only way. Yeah, it m must be a little bit at least, yeah. like for sure, yeah, for, it's my opinion. See, I learned from, my mates were Electro House DJs mm -hmm. and um, they taught me and so then I started my, um, my DJ, um, DJing in Electro House but then because I loved hip hop so much, I, mm -hmm. I started becoming like the DJ hip hop, DJ. Hip -hop DJ, DJ out of all our yeah. crew um, and then moved into like, yeah, doing this mix. But I'm the same, like, I think that's why I, I love to watch you DJ because you have that nice flow. And I, I'm very confused on how people, and this is a lot in Bali because the Afro house scene is huge here. I think it's bigger here than anywhere else in yeah. the world. <laughs> it's everywhere now. Yeah. Step by step, but Bali is the most yes, bigger. the most. <laughs> and when I'm standing there for like a two hour set and I hear no vocals, I'm just like, kind of feels like techno and I'm just like mm -hmm. cool it's like it's pretty much the same beat it's yeah, like you yeah. know and then when you start to you know when people start to mix like vocals into it now you can kind of get a way different mm -hmm. bit of feel and that just brings more people like into a different vibe yeah. I think that's yeah. a way better way of DJing yeah, totally agree with you <laughs> mm. so in um so another question okay you've come out I mean there's how many people in Russia do you, I mean, I say people in Russia, but like, I think everyone around the world has mm -hmm. this problem is your parents wanted you to do one thing mm -hmm. and then you didn't vibe with it. But how many people in the world just go along for like what their parents say to do because mm -hmm. they want to follow that, right? How did you have the courage to say no? <laughs> because I was far away from them. <laughs> I was in Bali already. <laughs> Guys, I will show you no, like, no need to be nervous about me. And yes, of course, they were super shocked when I said I'm not going to come back to Russia, sorry. I mean, I wanted to stay in Bali and they were super nervous. But then my mother came and she actually, that was the time I met you in Tropicola. Yeah. 
my mother was there and I was like chilling with her in tropical. Wait, did I meet your mom? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. You, uh, you will probably see yeah. her because she was with me there. We have some brunch and then party started. sure. <laughs> and uh, so she went uh, to Bali and she saw my life and she understand that I'm much more happier than in Russia. And she calmed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year also I came, I saw my father and uh, he saw also like how, how I'm enjoying with what I'm doing now. And uh, he was uh, driving me to the airport already back to Bali and he said, I'm so happy I see you finally because I'm not nervous anymore. You are, <laughs> you are really in your place and I believe in you. I think you will uh, achieve whatever you want because you really love it and I mm-hmm. wish you good luck. Yeah, so. Isn't isn't that a, a great thing where people feel like their parents like want something for them because mm-hmm. their parents really want us to be happy, right? Yeah, of course. And, and and I think people get mixed feelings that they feel like their parents don't love them or, or want them to mm-hmm. be happy. Mm-hmm. But that is the main goal. Yeah, their main goal is us to be happy. And mm-hmm. you, you need to understand it, not because they don't love us and they don't want us to do what we want. But mm-hmm. just because they are a different generation mm. and uh, it was a super different time and they not really can understand and no, we need to sh- do need to listen because I, I understand why my parents was uh, nervous now and that's why I wanted to show them that I'm doing great and like, please believe in me so <laughs> they are uh, calm now. And uh, yeah, I think you just need to, if you are in a situation when your parents don't really agree with what you're doing you need to talk with them and uh, said i understand why you think like this but give me some time i will show you i'm i'm good and I, it's my it's mm-hmm. my life and uh, i will show you just keep calm that and take a one-way ticket to bali <laughs> and, <one-way laughs> and just go away for six months and... <laughs> yeah. do you find living in bali there's a bit of a vortex where you can get uh stuck in doing the wrong thing or distracted away from what you should be doing here here in Bali yeah unfortunately yes I see some cases like this Uh, so that's why I am thinking we are all who are living in Bali need to travel sometimes somewhere Mm. so we are clean our mind because here is this island is super magical and we are here like in a trip like not not reality we are (laughs) in our own reality and it can make your your vision a little bit blurry. So you need to come back to this reality to understand what's happening in other world and then mm-hmm. come back here because Bali is a great place to work on yourself, to work on your thing, but not uh, like you need, you need to cl- be clear here. You understand mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because there's so many parties here yes, happening every yes, single night of the yes, week. Yes. I mean, for us, we don't go out, you know, to the tourist places, really. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. more so like the nice events that mm-hmm. our friends are throwing. Um, but for someone who does move here for the first time, what are some things that you think they should be aware of? Uh, I think Bali is different for everyone. And they, usually when you're doing a plan for Bali, when you arrive to Bali, it's, everything goes not by your plan. <laughs> so just uh, need to trust the process i think uh, bali will uh, open for everyone different uh, ways but uh, the most important thing just to be kind <laughs> be kind with yourself in first place uh, just understand what what do you actually want uh, 
where are you going, what is your uh, real goals, and uh, it's it's not means like you know have fun for sure sometimes, but just don't uh, go too deep in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't do it every night at least. <laughs> one night we choose one night and go, but other 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 times just work uh, with yourself. <laughs> I have friends that move here and I meet other people as we all do when mm-hmm. they first move here and I always give them the two parts of advice. Yeah. One, Bali's a vortex. You can get sucked in. So spend two weeks just having a bender. Mm-hmm. Go out mm-hmm. to every single party. Have fun. Exactly. Then, then after that two going. weeks, get into your normal routine. Yeah. And like live like you would live at your normal home. Mm-hmm. You know, take the weekend, go out Friday, Saturday. Yeah, sure, go have mm-hmm. friends, recover on Monday. But don't go out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This is a good good advice. Yeah. Because, but because a lot of people coming here just for a vacation. They're coming and they start partying and, and that's it. But if you if you like the island, if you want to live here, yes, just give your sometimes for fun, but then mm-hmm. come back to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and Bali, you've said it a number of times, Bali is a special place. Mm-hmm. And Bali does two things. And again, this is something I, I explain to everyone. Bali will either chew you up and spit you out mm-hmm. and then you'll leave the island or you will just have a very bad reputation and just basically fucked yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, or Bali will accept you mm-hmm. and then elevate you. Mm-hmm. And even though you may go you may go through like ups and downs. Yeah, sometimes it's like this. But Bali's still trying to bring you up, you know, yes. on those ups and downs. Yeah. And uh, I've been in two of those parts. Uh, when I was first moved here, which six years ago, mm. uh, I didn't have to work. Like, you know, I was semi, semi-retired. And I went into, you know, Tropicola. And mm-hmm. when you're drinking, like for three months there, I was, me and, and Vic was given a bottle of tequila and vodka every day. And me and him would uh. finish that. We'd start drinking at 12, we'd finish it at 5. You know how much alcohol that is? Crazy. I did that for three months straight. And you end up making some bad decisions. Made a lot of great friends mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot of very fun times but you lose yourself if you're consistently going out and drinking because that's all your life is like Mm -hmm. you go out uh, for me being a guy there's girls there's alcohol music and then you do whatever wake up go to the gym beach surf and repeat Mm -hmm. and if you do that a number of times you're just killing so many brain cells and people don't understand that over time you start making little bad decisions and those bad decisions end up becoming something always bad happens. Yeah. And then, um, and then I went and when COVID happened, mm-hmm. I changed because I went. I had other businesses that I started running, mm-hmm. and then I spent ten months in Australia, and it was kind of that long break. And then went. So on during break. COVID, you was there. In the yeah, I went there. For, I was supposed to only be there for four weeks, okay. but they shut borders. Uh, and then I had a have a little niece, and my girlfriend at the time was there, so I got to spend time. But it was kind of like that that refresh of mm-hmm. I've been in Bali this whole time and, and then being able to just take my mind out. Mm-hmm. And then I went to America for three months and that was, that was really cool as mm-hmm. well. And then came back here and I realized that all that, the partying and everything like that, it's fun, it's great, but it's, a, it's the same thing. Yeah. And I wanted to build my new companies here and, and everything. And that's when I think Bali took me in and really, and that was what, three years ago, three and a half years ago? That's when Bali took me in and go, okay, now now you're ready. Yeah. Now let's elevate you, really. Yes. 
Sometimes Bali doing like this, for yeah. you. and you, you you don't you cannot be offended on it because people said no Bali don't allow me I need to go Bali Bali don't like me I lost my money I lost my everything but no it happens for you because after this you will grow <laughs> and you will start become become much more stronger person than you can imagine it all and yeah mm -hmm. I, my my people like my per, uh, friends uh, arriving in Bali and. I don't know why everything starts happens here and there are lost phones and there's something and I'm just guys chill. It's Bali working like this. <laughs> They're giving you some like strange situations, strange everything. But then if you are really can find the, the way to escape with these problems, they will give it will give you much more than you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I 100% <laughs> agree. It's probably the best advice ever. <laughs> So let's let's wrap this up because um, we've learned I've learned so much more about you. It's amazing to see what's happening with your career. Um, it's great to see that you're happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything? Uh, let's just leave with one note. So you've gone from Russia. Mm -hmm. You've gone from your family wanting you to do a certain career. You went traveled, changed that, went to modeling. Now you found your 100% passion mm -hmm. of music. You're building this. You're now traveling to Dubai. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know who you are as a person and what matters to you. Still, still not for 100%, but yes. I'm You're right. growing it though. Yes. Yeah, at I least you have a kind like of a core, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how would you encourage people on how to really start focusing on what's important to them? How would someone go and figure out what, what makes me happy so that mm -hmm. they can fulfill a better life? Mm, you need to try. Try everything what comes to your mind. I mean, from some activities to professions, everything. You just need to go and do because while you're you're sitting, nothing happens. <laughs> and um, I really like meditation. It's it's uh, gives me the space to observe and really feel. I always I always ask my body. For example, if I'm somewhere where I not supposed to not should be i really feel it like i feel something confusion and i trust my body this is the most mm -hmm. important thing i trust in this life because it gives me so much signal about what i'm doing and what is good for me what is not um can yeah. we can we explain more about the meditation yeah. <laughs> because I think a lot of a lot of people in the world think meditation is some big spiritual thing, and you've got to kind of be be hippie. But for me, meditation has changed me as well because it it allows you to sit there quiet. It quietens your mind, and yeah. we are thinking nonstop about everything yeah. all day, every, every day. Every moment we are distracted. Yeah. yeah. So explain to me exactly what your meditation looks like to be able to quieten your head mm -hmm. and, and and think inside. For me, it's um, like I feel the moments when I need to sit down and meditate. I don't have a proper regime or schedule when I meditate from eight to nine or something. It's very, it happens very um, like specific and just today, maybe one, one day I don't have this feeling to sit down and meditate. But one day I sit down for one and a half hours, for example, and um, you just need to understand it's, it's not really like no it's spiritual of course it's very big but you don't need to be a monk to yeah. sit and meditate because uh, it, 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 this is your life 
and this is your body and this is your mind and this is your soul and everything here with you right now so you just sit breathe and meditate we have a lot of information now in, in the internet for example when you can find the basic things what you should do but um, for me it's just like a super super good tool to don't be distracted from my real path yes just mm. don't don't think about anything else because when i sit down and meditate everything becomes so clear i understand where i need to go what i need to do first what what i am at all i just some, sometimes we're thinking we are like like we are like egg, our ego or something but we need to uh, to remember always we are all together we are one energy and different bodies and uh, just keep going <laughs> something like that. That's, I think that's been perfect for this episode. But before we finish, we need to get one last thing. We need to, I'll pour you another drink because yes. you, you haven't got one. But I would like to know what your end rating is of this tequila. Nine. A nine. <laughs> okay, ten. No, no, really. Really, this is hold, maybe, hold the bottle, maybe, look at the the best, maybe the best tequila I would try. I'm not a real big fan of tequila, but this is so good. And while we were sitting and drinking it, uh, I don't feel like I drink tequila. It's something from the other dimension. I don't know. <laughs> something really good. <laughs> All right, let me pour this one Thank and you. then we will... Uh... Mm. So wait, so this is a nine. A nine out of ten. I, I don't know. Maybe it's ten. It's a ten? Or okay. maybe it's nine. All right, nice. Okay, for nine for sure. But let's see, I, I, like, maybe, maybe 10. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cheers to yes, that, Thank then. you so much. And then on that note, thanks again, Alice, for coming. This has been amazing. <laughs> thank you. Uh, and for you guys, if you love tequila, go and like and subscribe to this episode and this channel. We've had great tequila today. We've had a great special guest, Alice. If you want to go see her perform, go follow her on Instagram to see her next gig. And as for you guys, thanks again. Adios. <laughs>